Welcome to the Artist's Work Ethic Podcast. I'm Mike Pilak. I'm a screenwriter, actor, and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as I work to break in. In this podcast, I talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process, habits, and work ethic. Today on the show is Christopher Turner. Christopher is an actor best known for his roles on the medical drama series Saving Hope and the teen drama Instant Star. Other film and TV credits include The L.A. Complex, Without a Paddle, Nature Calls, and A Little Bit Zombie. I also recently launched my Substack. I'll be putting out some writing through Substack each week, and that's also how you can stay up to date on this podcast, as well as other projects I'm involved in. I hope you'll subscribe to read along at mikepelak.substack.com. That's M-I-K-E. P-E-L-A-K dot substack dot com. A couple quick things before we jump into the episode. I've talked in the past about myself working on breaking into screenwriting. Please check out blackoilfilms.com slash screenwriting. There you can check out some of the screenplays I've written. I have the first 10 pages of each one uploaded, but feel free to email me at theartistsworkethicpodcast at gmail.com and I'd be happy to send you a full script if you're interested in reading. Last thing before we get into the episode, I would love anyone listening to subscribe, rate, and review the Artist's Work Ethic podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us put the show out there for more people to listen to. All right, Christopher, thank you for coming on with me today. Oh, thanks for having me, Mike. So do you think that the work ethic that you have, that you have applied to your career in the arts comes from how you were raised or some other external factor in your life? Well, good question. I I mean, I think it's probably a bit of both, but I would definitely say my growth as an artist has grown exponentially the more that I train with other people and the more that I enlist the help of coaches and and other actors and other artists um, in collaboration. So I, I think I've probably learned the most of it by being mentored and and by watching the artists that I aspire to be and like what are they doing that that I can adjust to my life and how can I not be them but work the way that they do to get to where they've gotten. Yeah. For, I mean, collaboration is a huge, huge thing. I talk to a lot of musicians who are in bands and, you know, they, they're kind of a similar thing is they're always learning from either someone that they're on tour with, you know, yeah. and they're, they're the opener and they're learning from that band that's been around for 10 years, you know, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, that's a very, it's a pretty common thing. So do you have an example in your career of making your own luck? where maybe you did something where you went above and beyond, you took a turn that maybe most other people wouldn't take that sort of set yourself up. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a, it's a good question. I, I guess I don't, I don't have a particular example that it's like, Oh, I did this exact thing. I think it's, it's, it's a thousand little things. It's been for me like, how how I approach my life 
usually results in the art and the industry that comes to me. I won't say this is creating my own luck, but you know, becoming a father, for example, came at a time in my life where I was ready to shift the kinds of roles and the kinds of things that I was doing in the industry. And so for me to embrace that role as being a father opened up this whole world of casting that became, okay, now I get the dad roles and now I can start reading for that. And now I can, and I was excited to read for that because that's this new element of storytelling that I just love so much. You could bring a new authenticity to it that you might not have done five years ago. For sure. I've never been very good at faking it, meaning, okay, I've never done anything close to this. Like I've never played cops and detectives. And it's like, I'm so far removed from that world that I've never been very good at pretending to be that. I've always approached my take as an artist is what, what from my life can I bring to this story that somebody else may not have been as conscious about or may not be as passionate about as me. How does the thinking of character, how does the the work that you put in shift from character to character? For me, it's my personal life. It's what what is it that I'm working on in my life that I can bring to these roles? Like, right, right now, it's, <laughs> again, because fatherhood is such a big thing for me, is just like, how can I be a guy who's falling apart all the time and like does not have everything together and, you know, maybe looks like he does, but, but doesn't. And what is the, the heart that I can bring to that so that other people who are watching this role might be like, oh man, that's how I feel when I'm losing my shit and my kids can't, (laughs) you know, aren't listening. And I, and I feel like I've got a thousand plates and I'm failing at all of them you know, bringing that to, to my roles, it excites me as an artist. Well, even sort of pivoting off the failure aspect, the arts and acting and all that comes with a ton of failure and rejection and self-doubt. How have you endured that, but continued to push forward even in, in, in spite of it? I, I definitely at times very poorly. I, I've, I've certainly been my worst enemy and beating myself up. And certainly in my 20s, I read for a lot of things, was working on TV series, you know, uh, read with big directors, big movies, and came short a lot of a lot of times. And I just started to understand, not then, but I understand now how entitled I felt to it. Like when you start to get some success that I felt like, oh, that's just going to keep coming. That's just always how it's going to be. And and I'm a good looking young guy. And that's just my reward in the world. That I learned was my own worst enemy and was in and of itself was causing me so much sadness and, and pain because I felt I was owed something, you know, to, to work in this field in any artistic field, I think, is an extreme privilege and gift. Like we're, we're, we're entitled to nothing. Like nobody in this industry is, is going to hand you anything. No matter who you are. 
no matter who you are, exactly at whatever level, I mean, whatever tiny level that I've made it to, you know, there's people far more successful than me who are failing at it too. So who am I to, to think that? And, and so I think particularly the audition process, once I started reframing it in my mind, I'm, I'm just going to show these people who I am. I'm not trying to win anything. I'm not trying to prove myself. Like I, I have an opportunity to act. I have an opportunity to share who I am and just stop taking it so personally when it doesn't fall my way. So what sorts of ways do you stay fresh and current and active in both the craft and business of what you're doing to kind of bring those two together? And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to stay on top of everything, reading trades and handling business aspects and preparing, you know, for a role or an audition. How are you juggling all of that? Uh, community for me is number one. I have a, a, a really amazing, talented group of artists that I am in a collective with. And, you know, we meet on Sundays and we do our classes and we help each other run lines and we help each other with self tapes. And, and so to really keep my muscles working in between gigs or even when I'm on gigs to be continually working those muscles with other actors and other artists for me is super key. So that when the phone call comes, it's not Oh, oh crap. Now I've got to like learn how to be an actor again, you know, like to just try to make it as seamlessly as possible that I'm working on this no matter what I'm doing in terms of the business. I'm terrible at the business aspect of things. That's, um, that's just something I got to get better at. So I have no, no advice to give in that area. (laughs) Um, it's similar to what you're saying with, with just the consistency. I talked to an actor, uh, it was, it was probably, seven or eight episodes ago. And she told me that no matter whether she's on set or doing a self tape or getting into a room somewhere, she acts every single day, even if it's just, you know, five minutes in front of the mirror type of cliche thing. And I thought that was a really interesting kind of point. And, and, you know, to your point that it's just the consistency of, of getting up every day and, you know, putting in that work. Yeah. I, I, I started working when I opened my eyes. You know, how, how I get my kids to school is, is working. I think how, how I can be more conscious in my life. How, how can I be a more loving person in my life? I think that's what acting is. It's an expression of love for being a person to other people. So if I'm, I can practice that every day when I'm at the coffee shop, when I'm walking down the street. How has, how has perseverance and persistence factored into your career to this point, you know, especially thinking maybe to your early, the early portion of your career when, you know, things maybe didn't come as easily, you know, or the opportunities weren't there as frequent. How were you just persisting through? It's gone through different phases for me. In the beginning, I just loved acting. Like I I just wanted to do it. I didn't care or whatever student film or somebody's basement. Like I just wanted to do it. And so it it was just an expression of my love of this thing. And then I started getting work in the industry. And then I I started attaching my love for it to be more conditionally, which was, Oh, if I get a job, then I'll 
really bring it <laughs> you know I'll, uh, i don't like this audition so i'm i'm, I'm gonna only gonna half ass it you know when i get a great role then i'll really bring it and i just started shooting myself in the foot and and not being the artist that i i know i can be so so for me <clears throat> is that persistence I, I i think it's just how can i reframe it in my mind that i am getting to do the thing that i love and then it doesn't seem like persistence. Persistence to me sounds like, oh, something is about to happen. You know, something is about to change or shift. And then if that doesn't change or shift, something wrong happened, or I'm not good enough, or something, you know, the gods aren't smiling on, you know, whatever it is. So I know what you're saying, but I, I, I really try to frame it as how am I expressing this thing that I love? today. Your answer makes me think of, there's also that you never know effect of, you know, maybe the audition that you didn't give a hundred percent. You never know who that is on the other side of the camera sometimes. And I've always thought that I, years ago, I worked in music at a record label and I always had the thought if I was at a show, not that I was out you know, <laughs> signing bands or like making careers or, you know, it wasn't Wayne's world type of situation, you know, but <laughs> I always thought like, sometimes you go to a show and maybe there's 25 people in there in the room and maybe the band on stage is kind of bummed. And they're like, we just drove four hours. We're playing to, you know, 20 people. We're yeah. not going to get paid tonight. But I always think that you never know who's in that room, you know, who, yeah. who, who's on the other side of the camera, who are, you know, the, the, things that could make that next step up in your career where for sure. So it's a long winded way of saying, you know, giving it that full hundred percent and the, the work that the, the creative arts demands is, is so important because you just never know. A hundred percent. And the, you know, the people who are trainees on your set, you'll be around long enough. They're going to be directors one day. Sure. <laughs> if you're an asshole to them. <laughs> 15 years ago, they're going to remember that. Yep. Or conversely, if you're, you know, really passionate and loving and respectful, then they're going to remember that too, hopefully. Absolutely. When you when you do, I don't know if you're into goal setting. I love goal setting. I love lists and just how do you organize yourself in that aspect? Like whether it's things you have to do for the day or the week or your goals for the year. I think my, my wife and I do this sometimes where we'll sit down and we'll say, okay, what do we want to ask the universe for? <laughs> like what, what, what is it that if we're going to control the situation, we're not, but if we were, what do we want to have happen? And, and that's the kind of, I, I think goal setting that I've certainly done. It's like, I'd love to do, you know, I haven't done a play in a long time. I want to be on stage. I want to do a play or I'd love to, I want to find that, little indie movie that's just going to be a gem and can play some festivals and you know really stretch this muscle of mine to show this type of character that I haven't got to do so that that's the kind of goal setting I do in in terms of just listen again what is it that I would just love to do that what, what is my heart saying that I want to follow and maybe it happens maybe it doesn't but but I'm putting the pieces in place to follow what is my impulse? What is my love right now? It's a little bit of like manifesting, I guess. Manifesting. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's, that's what I do. I, you know, and then day to day stuff, especially when you have kids and that kind of thing, those goals, um, 
they usually fail. <laughs> so are you a uh, early morning guy or a late at night guy? If you had to choose. I'm definitely now an early morning guy again with kids. Um, my wife is definitely a late at night person. So we're, we're on the opposite ends of it where she gets ramped up and excited. And I'm like, oh, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a crash now. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think I'm, I'm yeah. Especially the older I get, the more productive I am earlier in the day. All right. Anything that you want to plug before we go? Sure. I'm, I'm doing season four of a show called Ruby in the Well. That's for uh, BYU uh, in, in the U.S. and Family Channel in Canada. Um, and I'm also part of an artist collective called Grace Moon Arts that is uh, opening up a space actually in, in Brooklyn, uh, hopefully in, in, in 2024. I'm going to get to maybe do some stuff on stage there. So uh, some exciting stuff coming up. Awesome. Well, Christopher, thank you for coming on with me today. Oh, thanks for having me, Mike. This was, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, and please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at The Artist's Work Ethic, and check out theartistsworkethic.com.